Hello, it's me, David Tennant. It's me, Billy Piper. And you're joining us on a special bonus episode of Who La La, a Doctor Who podcast. Ooh, ooh-wee. Bonus. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> How are you, Alistair? <laughs> I'm fabulous, thank you. I'm very well, very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited for this little little treat, a little midweek what, dropping on a Tuesday. This isn't like us. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the excitement right now? You are just going about your Tuesday, minding your business, and a notification just came up on your phone saying there's a new episode. <laughs> and I mean, it's a fun little one. We, I know we've just watched The Passing of the Ways. We're about to, uh, this coming Thursday, look at our series one in review, but I didn't feel like we could get there until we'd quickly visited this uh, classic from 2005, uh, The Children Need Special, unofficially, officially called Born Again. We had to take the long way around. I wasn't expecting that at all. I wasn't expecting that at all. So on the 18th of November 2005, for the Children in Need, they recorded a seven-minute mini-episode set directly after The Parting of the Ways finished, uh, right after the Doctor regenerated, and we sort of get to see Rose's immediate reactions to this new man standing in front of her. And it's a fun little episode, and I hope we get some kind of episode in-betweens like this in future. Um, it's been kind of sporadic, the BBC Children Need specials. They're not every year, but there's there's a few there. Yes, no, we have. I mean, it's one of those ones where Children Need happens every year and we kind of fell into a rhythm, especially sort of up until I'd say like what maybe series six, where every few years, like Doctor would almost always be involved with Children Need, but we'd get like a mini episode. Uh, we've had some great ones. We've had Time Crash. We've had Space and Time with Matt Smith. We have quite a few mini episodes like this. And Doctor Who's always, especially in New Who, had a history of dropping these mini episodes. And I think this was the first of the mini episodes. It must have been. I think it was the start of the relationship back then. Yeah. So for anyone who's not seen this, uh, and you really should, I'll give you a quick recap of what happened. So picking up directly after the regeneration into the 10th Doctor, we follow Rose's direct reaction to him changing his entire self. After realising how uncomfortable she is with the change and asking if he can change back, the Doctor reroutes the TARDIS back to her home, setting the coordinates for Christmas Eve. Just as it seems like she may be warning Tim, the Doctor feels a surge of regeneration energy and tells her the change is going wrong. He seems to lose control of himself and start messing around with the TARDIS controls, and they soon realise they're in for a crash landing. The episode ends with the Doctor telling Rose, hold on tight, here we go, Christmas Eve. And what a return. What an episode. Honestly, I mean, I know it's a lot shorter than the other ones we we look at, but I mean, it's such a fun... I mean, not all of the shorts they do for Doctor are considered canon. I know Dimensions in Time, contentious point, a lot of people love it and want it to be canon, uh, not officially considered canon. I think this was perhaps the first short, certainly short with Children in Need, that they did consider to be canon. They did um, the other one in the 90s with Rowan Atkinson, which was really funny. Is this equivalent to Doctor Who magazine doing a little comic strip for the... The new Doctor now? I think so, yeah, because Doctor Who magazine, they've always said that it's kind of like loosely been involved with canon. It's not always officially, but I think with the current 14th Doctor one, uh, Russell T. Davies has said that he wants to make sure people know that this is the first adventure of the 14th Doctor and it, it, re- it is considered canon. So I think so, yeah. And I mean, as you know, this isn't the longest episode. There's no big thematical deep dives, but I do love how it ties directly from the passing of the ways and leads directly into the Christmas invasion. Because I remember watching the Christmas invasion as a kid and... I actually, um, I remember on Christmas Day 2005, I missed the first maybe like 20 minutes of the episode. I was like, Oh, Sam. I know. I was like, Guys, Doctor Who's, Doctor Who's. And they were like, Yeah, yeah, we'll put it on, we'll put it on. Uh, but then when I, whenever they reran it, watched the beginning, I remember being really confused because the Doctor was saying that he was going to go to Barcelona or something at the end of, yeah, yeah, the path of the ways ends with them going, Right then, Barcelona. And then, 
the immediate episode after that, their arrival on Christmas, he's like, here we go, London, England, Earth, I did it. And I was like, Doctor, that was not where you said you were going to go. That um, was not so- what you promised. <laughs> so I do think this is like a fun little tie between the two episodes and it helps it all sort of make sense. It is. Distractingly, of course, Billy Piper has completely different hair. Um, <laughs> I've never really been able to get quite past that. In fact, if anything, no. I mean, she's also like a little more tanned. She mm-hmm. like is also a slightly different shade of blonde. Her eyebrows are a little <laughs> different. Like she looks great. I think she, I hope she has the same outfit on, but she <laughs> does not look the same. She's like not even totally stood in the same place. It's the continuity is mm. not fantastic. The continuity is not fantastic. And I always think it looks like they either shot this over two days or like shot the first half before lunch and then shot the second half after lunch because yeah. so there's there's a lot of different versions of this floating around um but in all of the original sort of versions the lighting changes halfway through it's like bright green at the beginning and then suddenly it just changes like it's almost like the studio lights are on <laughs> and i remember watching this and i was like what is going on here they were like it's children in need it's, it's not a big deal like guys like let's take lunch and yeah lights on lights on. i can't remember i don't know on i guess Apparently, um, because Russell wanted this to sort of be considered canon, uh, and apparently he had to sort of fight for them not to put a pudsy bear on the console during it. And um, (laughs) he was like, he was like, no, we're not doing that. We're We're not not doing that. Can you imagine as well? Because the fans would come up with an in-universe explanation for Pudsy. Oh, for sure. God bless them. God bless us. Do you remember in the Matt Smith era, there was a Children Need special where... I think it was the call the midwife people are in present day and then the doctor turns up halfway through and they were like trying to link that being like, oh yes, no, this actually happened. And I'm like, mm, something tells me this might not be the case. Something tells me you're lying. And it's it's interesting. There are quite a few fun facts for this mini episode. Like I was saying, there's a lot of different versions of it floating around. And I think part of that is because they aired the episode and it originally wasn't titled. They sort of were calling it internally Doctor Who Children in Need. Um, and then on the night, there was a little banner, I believe, that said The New Doctor, Doctor Who The New Doctor. So it wasn't officially titled. But then later in 2009, in the Doctor Who Companions and Allies book, it was a tribute with the source title Born Again. But then in the Doctor Who magazine's review of the book, they indicated that that was actually an error. And to this day, that Companions and Allies book has been the only book to officially call it that. But it's kind of synonymously become its title now. And I think that's quite a good title. Error according to who? Who? Who did they fact check that with? Exactly. Legit. I mean, if it was Doctor Who magazine in 2011, Russell was not involved. Russell would know. Russell would know. Do you think they just asked Russell? They were like, uh, Russell, was, was this what it was? He was like, no. <laughs> they didn't ask. They just made that up. They just, they just pointed fingers. Literally. Exactly. I know that another title they were discussing at the time was Mission into the Unknown, but I personally think that's such a stupid, like that doesn't fit this kind of mini No, episode. that doesn't make any sense. What mission? What unknown? But they aired the untitled episode for Children in Need. And then when they released the Region 2 DVDs for the UK, they included this mini episode on there, but they accidentally included it as a rough cut. It wasn't the finished version. So there were different sound effects and it hadn't like completely been finished editing into the final cut. And then they had to re-release it as a different cut. But even all of those don't have great quality. So now one of the versions that we looked at is an AI upscale version, which like brings it to higher quality and they add in Murray Gold music. So if you look for this online, there are actually so many different versions you can watch. But um, I would recommend watching one with Murray Gold soundtrack because it is amazing. I'd recommend watching anything with the Murray Gold soundtrack. You think they would have learned from um, the lost episodes of Who that it's important to preserve this stuff, guys. You've got to be careful. Honestly. Where are your records? Keep your copies. Save backups. 
<laughs> same backup don't name it final dot i bet the ver- like the file version they got for the dvd was called like doctor who children in need final dash real final dash this is the final one now <laughs> Yeah, and they only sent it as an email attachment, which had like a 10 megabyte limit. So they were like, we're going to have to compress it. We're going to have to compress it. Literally, it is hard to find a non, like, in-post by a fan upscale version that's actually in good quality. (laughs) The fans work so hard. The devil works hard, but the Whovians work hard. I'll tell you that for free. They work hard to upscale this stuff. (laughs) And like you said, uh, Rose's hair, yes, it completely changed. They actually filmed this minisode after the production for The Christmas Invasion wrapped. So um, I bet she'd already been on her holiday. They'd been filming throughout summer. She'd like re-dyed her hair. And then they suddenly were like, oh, shoot, we need to. And I think she also had extensions in because she'd already cut it like, you know, the series two cut. <laughs> um, and they were like, shit, we need to do this. Do this mini episode for Children in Need. Can you get back? Poor Billy. There's consistently issues with Billy coming back to play Rose. And there's always something wrong in terms of like lip botox that hasn't quite worn <laughs> off yet dental work that's created a new lisp or or simply forgetting the accent that you used to have which like i i i don't mind billy it's okay i forgive you i love when she did that interview recently and they were like oh you know dave tennant's come back and Catherine tate's coming back would you ever want to come back and do something for doctor Who, like a rose tyler spin-off show and she was like yeah i'd be super up for it if it was only a four-parter and it was shot in london <laughs> yeah she's like if it's like super low commitment i'm down <laughs> also she said it in the same interview that she didn't like the ending that uh she got at the end of series four she was like yeah i don't yeah. know why like rose ended up with that doctor he's he's not as good and they're like why not he's like well he's, he's not the real one so it's not as good so i mean all the 10-2 fans were screaming <laughs> yeah she wouldn't be as as into it but that that is the only room as well for another david Tennant return would be to play the human doctor one more time i always thought this because have you noticed that sort of in recent doctors they've been planting opportunities to bring them back at any age so with 10 2 because he ages as a human you could bring david Tennant back at any age and say oh it's the doctor coming back and then when matt smith was on trenzalore for the whole time they aged him until he was an old old man so at any age they could bring back him and just say he had a mini adventure while he was on trenzalore so you can always bring them back. There's not a lot left for Jodie and, and Peter, but they'd have to come back now, I guess, as as Guardians of the Edge. Alistair, did you like this fun little episode? I loved it. I can't I can't complain. It was it was one scene and it it was good. It feels like a free gift. I, I mean and I mean everyone else watched it. It's crazy when you look at the numbers. So for Children in Need, it aired between sort of nine PM and nine fifteen and the mini episode brought in 10.7 million viewers tuning in at that time to watch the mini-sode, which was the highest ratings children needed received in eight years. Woof. They were they were coming to watch it. Woof. This was a period as well that I think charity fundraisers on TV, they were massive. Oh, huge. There was a really bad one a few years ago for um, during COVID in 2020. There was a really bad children in need and they tried to do everything remotely. So everything was kind of done through Zoom links and there was like no recording actual talent in a studio anywhere. So it was just the most like awkward, poorly run night. I will say this though, the one saving grace, I know exactly what you mean. The one saving grace from that was the Lauren Catherine Tate show sketch where she was on a Zoom call with David Tennant as her teacher. Yes. Yes, I do remember that. That one was so funny that was a very uncomfortable year i think generally the probably the the era of kind of tv charity fundraising is probably probably at a close i think with things Mm. like children need especially i think a lot of people feel that 
those charities plug a gap that the state should be filling anyway. Like sometimes helping fund like underfunded school services, essentially. People think, now hang on, I'm meant to be paying for this with my tax. Maybe fund the schools more. Yeah. So maybe I'm just old now, but like <laughs> Red Nose Day, for example, I mean, that was like the biggest deal when I was mm-hmm. in school. Maybe it still is. But um, I don't know if that's the same now. We haven't been in school in a while. We haven't. And that's probably good. <laughs> that's probably good. No, I completely get what you mean. But hey, I mean, if they're making more little fun, this, this episode felt like a free gift. That's what it felt like. And and you know what? It that's did. That's what this episode of Hulala is too. It's a little free gift. They had a studio, hair extensions, a camera shake effect and a dream. And a dream. <laughs> exactly do you remember there was i think an olympic special but it was like oh no a weeping angel has the flame oh my god i do that's, I'd kind of that's rattling around somewhere in my head stephen moffat's era really went hard on mini episodes i remember like there was a special mini episode set directly after a good man goes to war with the Patnoster gang meeting and how they all got together And then there was another mini episode set directly before the Dalek Asylum about how the Doctor received a message to go meet on Scaro. But then in between those two, there was those mini episodes where you followed the, I think it was called Pond Life, where you followed the ponds like each month of the year. Oh, yeah. So there was like, in the gap between the sort of half of the season, there were like eight different mini episodes he really went hard on those. They had a YouTube account and a dream. They had a YouTube account and a dream. And you know what? Sometimes you block out the bad dreams when there's an Olympic special with the Weeping Angel holding the baton. So there you go. <laughs> we don't need to think about that. We, I've never heard a word about that in the last decade. I completely forgot. Like you've kind of unlocked a memory there. Put it back. Put it back. Put it back in the box. Um, So yeah, do let us know what your favourite Doctor Who mini episode is. You can let us know on Twitter or Instagram, both at Pod. And again, you can follow our TikTok, also Pod. We also post old episodes of the podcast on our YouTube channel and you guessed it, it's at Pod. So thank you for listening and we'll see you later. See you later.